from the bedroom of my hotel, trackside in Germany, and I can't sleep. Uh, this is the second night in a row where I'm having trouble adjusting to the time change. But this time, I think it's because I'm exceptionally excited about what's in store for me. I want to say tomorrow, but in reality, it's a few hours away. So what I'm doing instead is I'm checking out some of the photos that I shot yesterday right when I got to my hotel room. And I'm going to go through and edit them and think about what I have to do today. Uh, but in the meantime, I thought I would give you a uh, on-the-road podcast. This is going to be a shorty. Um, you know how it's done in the past. And this time, at the moment, it's not like the Scotland one. Uh, <laughs> that was a fun one. And I may do one of those later this evening when I go explore the forest area around this place. But for now, I just want to give you my early pre-thoughts of what's going on here. Um, I got on a plane. I Shit, I think, well, let's see, it's Saturday here, 4 in the morning. Um, I got on a plane in L.A. Wednesday at 3.15 or 3.30 in the morning. Uh, in the afternoon, sorry, 3.30 p.m., landed in London on Thursday at 10 a.m., and we went straight to Gaydon, the Aston Martin factory, did a factory tour, and we hopped in a car, drove over to Newport Pagnell, did Aston Martin Works, which is their heritage facility. I actually saw Matt Farah's Vanquish uh, in for service there because he's having the, the gearbox uh, that was in there swapped out for a manual, so it was kind of cool to see. All the other cars have Brit plates, and his Connecticut-plated Vanquish was sitting there, so that was kind of funny. Um, and then from there, we went to our hotel in Oxford, had dinner, um, didn't overdo it on the booze. On the plane, I did, but didn't overdo it on the, the booze uh, at dinner. Went to bed around, I think, 10, 11 o'clock at night, and then woke up every hour on the hour thinking it was way later time to wake up in the morning. Finally at 2.30 in the morning, I said, fuck it. Started screwing around on my phone, trying to go back to sleep an hour later. And at by 4.30, I decided to pack up. I hopped in the shower, um, brought my luggage downstairs, and I was wandering the streets of Oxford at six in the morning looking for coffee. Um, but it was nice, it was quiet, there was no one else out, and I'm you know in a place I've never been, so it was interesting. Um, still, that set me up for an exceptionally long day. Uh, we left Oxford around 7.30 in the morning, went to Heathrow. Um, our flight from there was Heathrow to Frankfurt. I got, and that's about an hour long flight. I slept for maybe 20 minutes on that plane. Um, and by the way, all of this isn't a woe is me. Um, just this is more of an insight into what's going on. Please, no one... No one feel bad for me on this trip at all. Um, and I don't expect you to, and I would never ask you to do that because that'd be the most ridiculous thing ever. Um, but, <clears throat> so we land in Frankfurt, uh, and then we hop into a Volkswagen transport van, and we hit the road. It's supposed to be, I think, an hour and a half. I have no idea how long it was. I should have taken a nap in the van like the two other journalists did because they're smarter than me. But I couldn't. I was excited. I was on the way to the Nürburgring. Uh, I have my eyes outside, you know, scanning the highway to see what's driving past because I find it 
exciting. Um, you know, all the different cars you see are cool to watch. And if I'm stuttering as I'm saying stuff, it's just because I'm doing something on my computer and trying to think. And obviously, I can't do both at the same time. Um, but looking out the window, the some of the cars going by were you know awesome, even from the simple things. But we did see an M3 and a GT3 RS just caning it in the left lane. We're guarantee I guarantee they were on their way here. The Porsche had a a ring sticker on it. It had to be coming here. It was cool to see. Uh, we did see one Corvette. So it's the second time I've been to Europe and seen a Corvette, which is awesome. Um, I don't know why it's exciting seeing that. I uh, saw a Veyron driving into Nürburgring the other day. Uh, but we get here and we pull into the hotel. And when I tell you this hotel is amazing, I mean it. And I don't mean that in a five-star luxury sense. It's not. It's The rooms are nice enough. Uh, the hotel's, you know, f fine, it's adequate, but it's totally a motorsports car-loving hotel. There's cars everywhere. It's art. Um, the bar at the end has signatures and pictures of famous people who've raced here, and, and it's pretty neat. But the craziest part is my room overlooks the main straight of the GP, the Grand Prix section of the Nürburgring. Uh, it's ridiculous. I'm looking at pit lane. I'm looking at the main straight. It's right outside my window. I have a balcony that overlooks it. I, as soon as I got to my room, I probably ripped off 200 photos of panning shots because the vintage race or vintage qualifying was going on. I saw a Porsche 904 go by, tons of BMW 2002s, tons of Benzes, uh, and some smaller vehicles as well. It was, it was unreal, and it totally gave me like a third or fourth wind. Um, so did that when we got here, but then uh, we all regrouped and uh, went downstairs and then walked over to the track. Well, first we had to go get our media credentials, but that's not exciting. We came back, we walked uh, over to the other side of the track to the paddock area, and we went to the Aston Martin garage. Uh, there's was six cars in there, um, and they were getting ready to do the top 30 qualifying uh, flying laps and the Aston Martin car actually pulled one of them the 007 car pulled the um, the car to, to do to go first uh, which was pretty cool but seeing all those cars roar by uh, was amazing um, uh, Chris Harris's car was actually in there and Chris Harris was in the garage as well because Chris Harris is driving a Vantage GT 12 car in, in the, um, I forget which class it is, uh, but that's, I mean, that's pretty awesome for him. That, and I'm sure he'll do great. He's a wonderful driver. Um, so watching those cars go by was cool. The, it's amazing how different they sound from each other. And I'm sure by the end of the weekend, I'll be able to tell which car's which without even picking my head up. Um, the Aston Martins obviously sound great, uh, but you know what cars sounded incredible? Um, the Bentleys. Holy shit, do those things sound good. Uh, the Mercedes SLS GT3 cars sound like angry tractors from hell. Those were wild sounding. The BMWs sound pretty cool, but in more of like a massive gearbox whine sort of way. Uh, just watch the video that Farah shot driving the Turner car. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, the Audis were cool, those sounded good, um, but the, the man, the Bentleys, I wasn't expecting, I mean, I don't know why I wasn't expecting that noise, but 
it was pretty neat. Uh, and then the Glickenhaus car was running as well, the SCG003C, the black one. And it looked fantastic uh, going by. Um, but that was exciting. So then we went upstairs to the um, Aston Martin, has a suite above the paddock pit or above pit lane, right above the garage we were just in. So we went to look at that. And uh, in their suite are the guys from Radio Le Mans. They brought them there to do um, commentary of the race. So I got to stand there while Radio Le Mans was doing commentary for the qualifying laps. Again, <laughs> amazing. I mean, this whole experience is wildly surreal. After that, we walked through the paddock to come back to the hotel. We got a beer, a bit burger, if you guys are curious. We got a beer um, at the bar, and then we came up. And the surreal thing, again, in the elevator with two of the journalists and the PR guy, I get recognized. Uh, hi, Francois, if you're listening. Uh, it was a pleasure to meet you, and I look forward to having a beer uh, at your uh, paddock section. And congratulations to your team on qualifying in the top spot. Uh, so, yes, uh, uh, that was awesome. Uh, and it, it was it's always exciting when stuff like that happens. And uh, Francois was a very friendly young gentleman. And I'm, like I said, I'm sure I'll have a beer with him later. And I'll tell you about that on the the drunken part two version of this podcast. Um, but came back up to the room uh, on, we're talking eighth, ninth, tenth wind at this point, absolutely exhausted. I had about maybe 40 minutes in my room, um, but you wind up looking out the window again because it was the World Challenge cars going by. Uh, so I changed because then we had to go to um, a little welcome party at the Aston Martin Test Center. All these manufacturers have test centers just down the road. And so we go to the Aston Martin one, and you know they have a little barbecue going on, and really good food. Um, there's 90% of the people in there were customers. The race car drivers were there for a little bit, but then you know they split because they need to go get rest. I think Harris rode a bicycle back to wherever he's staying. Um, and uh, we're there for a little bit, and then by the time it's probably, and you know, the sun's still up a little bit, and it's nine o'clock, and I, I asked, and I got a ride back to the hotel. I couldn't do it anymore. Um, I don't even know how I was moving my feet at that point. Um, because remember, up at 2.30 in London, now nine o'clock in Germany, doing stuff the whole time. Toast, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely toast. Um, but the excitement of the event kind of keeps you going. So now, come back to the hotel room, post a few pics because the sun's setting and even, again, a mini 12th wind right before I go to bed. So I finally go to bed at um, maybe 10 something. Um, the whole time too, I'm trying to communicate with my wife in spots when I can because she was traveling for business as well. Uh, I want to know how she's doing, say hello. and and um, But that's difficult. Um, you get a quick message in here and there as the, as the time zones line up. Um, and uh, you can tell I'm babbling because it, it, it makes sense based on what I've all just told you. Oh, and a funny thing too, right now I'm wearing uh, pajamas that I got on the plane because I had a first class seat on an Airbus A380. And the only reason I kept the pajamas uh, is because the shirt says first on it. So I have first class pajamas. So there's no way I'm not keeping these. These are, they're fucking hilarious. Uh, they're actually kind of comfortable. Um, but getting back, uh, all right, so I go to bed last night, maybe around 11, I'd say, 
which seemed like a great time to go to bed. My body was exhausted. I fell asleep. Um, it was great. I woke up. It was dark out. And I thought, oh, nice. Uh, that was great sleep. What time is it? And it was one. It was one o'clock. What the fuck is going on over here? Um, so I go back to bed. Wake up. Two o'clock. Fuck. Go back to bed. Wake up. 3.30. And I realize it's going to happen again. So fuck it. I'm up. It's now 4.22 a.m. I actually set my tripod and camera up on my balcony. It's pitch black out. I got some quick B-roll shots of, a, of an empty black you know, uh, main straight. Uh, in the distance, you can see BMW's M facilities where they were having a party earlier. You can see the AMG facility. Up on a hill, there's a Toyota facility. Uh, Hyundai has a decent presence here because they have their brand new testing center. Um, but yeah, it's quiet out there. It's quiet out there, but occasionally there's either gunfire or fireworks. I'm leaning towards fireworks because I don't think this is a gunfire type crowd. Um, and the, the crazy thing is, is how this event is viewed by the Germans. Uh, this is a holiday. This is a massive holiday party to them. There are campsites everywhere, and I've barely got to explore one one-hundredth of this place so far, because um, it's been hotel and track and testing center, and that's basically it. Um, but I'm gonna make a, we're gonna all make an effort to go into the madness tomorrow, and I'm excited about that. Um, but so far, I've barely seen it, but in, every now and then in the distance, I can hear pulsating music, even right now. Um, and I think it's only gonna be crazier tomorrow. Um, and I can, uh, there's a, you know, you can see one campfire burning in the distance. I feel like there's gonna be thousands of them tomorrow. So it's, it's crazy. Oh, and also, it's a holiday. It's actually like a bank holiday or something on Monday. So they do this right, um, which is how, you know, we, in the States, we should do the Super Bowl. Monday should be a holiday. Well, for Nürburgring 24, Monday is a holiday. So Germany, you win this one. And uh, it's, uh, it's doing it very right. And it's just a pretty awesome experience. I'm going through my photos now. Um, so I'm excited at what's ahead because I haven't even told you what I'm doing today. So we're, we were supposed to drive two Aston Martin cars today, but they're actually going to split them out so we have more time with the one car today because there's also a bonus thing that they didn't tell us before the trip that we're going to get to do. So what I did know, and I'm super excited about, is I'm driving the car known as Rose. This is the original Aston Martin um, Nürburgring 24 Vantage. This is the car that James May drove in the episode of Top Gear when they went on that road trip and he was naked in it. Um, I've been assured that they burned the seat after that. Um, and this car's actually raced at the Nürburgring, I think, shit, maybe, I don't know, was that 10 years ago now? Um, but we're, I'm driving that car tomorrow. It's caged. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's gonna be awesome. It still has tear-offs on the windshield. It actually still has all the dirt from the last time it did an endurance race. Um, Dr. El Ulrich Bez's name is on the side of the car. Um, and I shouldn't tell you this, but you know I always tell you guys everything. Uh, Be Dr. Bez is here, and one of his daughters is here, and his daughter is so hot. <laughs> but you know, rich people are always more attractive than the rest of us, I guess. Um, so I'm driving this car tomorrow. Uh, I'm gonna shoot video of it, so you're gonna get to see it. But what they 
what they surprised us with is then we're going to come back to the track. I'm either going to get to drive or ride along a parade lap of the entire circuit. So my brain, that's why I can't sleep. Um, <laughs> that's ridiculous. This, that could be, we didn't expect, I didn't expect to get out on the track at all. Now, and I find out I might even get to drive it. Now, the driving part isn't guaranteed. They're still, they're working hard to make sure that happens. So we'll see. Um, and I mean, if it does, I, I'm gonna drive. It's gonna be really hard to make it all the way around with a massive erection in my pants. Now it's a parade lap, so it's we're not gonna be out there doing crazy speeds. Um, but it's, it, I mean, you're all listening to that. You know how exciting that could be. And it's not in my voice because I'm trying to talk relatively quiet because I don't know how the thick, thick the walls are here at this hotel. person next to me could hear me right now and fucking hate my guts because I won't shut up. Um, but, but yeah, I can't sleep. So that's why. Uh, I'm also excited, honestly, later on to once the race starts to just go and, and see how people take this thing in because uh, it's so massive. You think about how long the average GT3 lap, I think the pace is usually about nine minutes. So, I mean, when the car disappears from here, it's gone for a while. Um, but, you know, there's multiple classes, so you'll see a number of cars going by. It, it should be exceptionally rad. Uh, this is going to be just a tremendous, tremendous weekend. And being tired, um, well, it, it doesn't matter. You're, it's, you're, I'm fighting through, you know. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know where to go with it from here. Uh, I'm trying to make sure I capture it as best I can. I wish I had a team of photographers and videographers, um, but one man, one camera, well, two, three cameras actually, but still, um, it's, <laughs> I don't know, like I said, I'm babbling. Um, but uh, yeah, I will be reporting to you again, I promise, because I know how much you freaks, <laughs> and I say that lovingly, enjoyed the very drunk Scotland episode. I will try to do that after I venture into the woods. We will see how that goes. And then on Sunday, there'll be post-race celebrations. And then on Monday, I hop on a plane to come home. Um, so, you know, it's a whirlwind, so to speak. I don't think I'll, I'll have enough time to get adjusted to the time change, but it, it's worth punishing the mind and body and it's funny that I'm saying punishing the mind and body because these race car drivers are about to take on a 24-hour endurance race. I'm just being a bitch. Um, it, but I, whatever. So the bitch side of me punishing my mind and body, uh, it's going to be awesome and worth it. And I can't wait to cut video together of this and continue going through my photographs and do another podcast and all that stuff. Um, so that's it for now. This is only about 20 minutes long. I was hoping to get to 30. Um, but I might try to get another hour or two of sleep before all this shit goes down. Today, I guess, even the day and the time is blowing my mind. The, blowing my mind. Um, so yeah, enough rambling. Uh, I'll catch you on part two of this nerve ring. <laughs>